This is the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Waylee Gray. Hey, you know how many physicians today are feeling overwhelmed and trapped living that busy and unfulfilling life? Yet more than ever, we as physicians are keenly aware that life is precious and tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. My mission is to help physicians start living their best life now by discovering and achieving their wildest travel dreams. So come, join us on this journey. Welcome back to another episode of the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm so excited you're with us this week. Last week, we featured part one of this two-part interview with Dr. Heather Awad. I cannot wait to share part two with you. It's so, so good. If you have not yet listened to part one, please go back and add that to your queue so you can listen to it after this one. And in the meantime, let's dive into part two. You just never know what's going to happen. If you can go, just keep trying to get there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I love, thanks for sharing that part of it. It's, I think it's very important. And I, I was saying before that I really think is, this is part of the traveler's mindset where you, I mean, there might be an instance where you're like, it really makes sense to not go. And then that's fine. But in your case, I think it made a lot of sense to go for it. And then when you decide that you're going for it to be persistent and keep, this is where you like, you use your skills of negotiation or develop your skills of negotiation and get something from the airline. Because even if one person says no, that doesn't mean it's a no. Just keep asking and asking and ask the right, hang up and try again. I think there's an acronym for that. H-U, hang up and call again, right? H-U-C-A. So yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? Are there travelers? So let's say you were on a flight that was canceled and there was like 300 people. Maybe 200 of them decided to not go for it, right? But if you're going to keep calling, like you'll get that, you'll get that, those last seats on some flight that will go to your destination. Even the flight that we got on was one that the day before someone had told my husband was not available. Exactly. And so when I called him and said, this is our flight, he said that you can't, it can't be on that flight because that one's not available. I said, well, it is today. <laughs> Oh, love it. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. So you flew, you, you got to Cairo. <laughs> and in a couple hours, we got on a bus to go to the, to the Nile cruise. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Was this the part where you also found out that there was no flight? Well, we got, we went on, as we are going down the, we have a stop every day. The, when the Egyptians dammed the Nile, so that didn't flood every year anymore. They had to move some of their monuments. So it is perfect now for a Nile cruise. So I recommend anyone who wants to go to Egypt, definitely do a Nile cruise. There are all these boats, they're all set up. So each day you get to see something magnificent, an old monument or a, some sort of archeological site. And so it's just really cool. So as we're going along though, we're, I knew that at the that we had this add-on where we were supposed to go to Abu Simbel, where you get to the end of the Nile cruise and, and you have to travel to Abu Simbel from there. And Abu Simbel is one of those places that just takes your breath away, like the Taj Mahal, like the pyramids in Egypt. So we had that on our trip. And then I was asking about the, the flights there and our tour guide said, there, there is no flight scheduled for you. And I said, well, how is it scheduled? And he noticed there wasn't, you know, a schedule for how to get us there. 
That's that part of the itinerary was just missed somehow. Yes, like you're going there, but and honestly, I'm not sure how it happened. I I planned the trip, and I am not a detail oriented person, so I just saw the list and I thought it was there, and it wasn't. But um, you worked with a travel agent, so it wasn't like you were booking everything. Like you just figured the travel agent would figure right. out you need to get there. Yeah, and I had been I had been on this cruise before myself when my husband and I were younger. And and we flew to Abu Simbel, so I thought it was there. But anyway, the travel, our tour guide figured out that we could, that the tour agency could get us on a bus to go. And we talked to everyone and we just said, this is something we shouldn't miss. So we took a three-hour bus ride to Abu Simbel. And it turned out to be a cool thing because there was, we got up really early. So mostly we slept on the way there and we had a stopover for a meal and bathroom. And it's, and that was in the middle of the desert, but the the Egyptian government had built this stop knowing that people had to do this, but it was cool to look out over the desert and see mirages. And so it was, I wouldn't say that the bus ride was my favorite part of the trip, but it was still very cool. And we got to see Abu Simbel, which is just unbelievable. Mm, So is is it a archeologic site or is it a, a building? It is, and they've moved it. It's it's it has these huge statues. It's two temples, and it has huge statues at the entrances that you just can't believe they built. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't believe. I can hardly believe someone could build it now. I can't believe they built it in ancient times. So, mm. oh, that's that's great. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the 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 cruise itself. Sorry, I made you jump all the way to the end. I. I didn't realize that that was when the flight didn't work out. I'd love to hear about the rest of the cruise, like what your favorites are. It sounds like it's like the whole thing was just a lot of fun and this sort of like site after site. But what was it like to be on a cruise? And then I had never, I've never been to Egypt and, you know, much, I've never even been on a cruise. So I like, what, what's it like to, to cruise on the Nile? It's a river cruise. So it's not something that people, that you have to worry a lot about motion sickness if you're in the Caribbean or something. It's pretty, pretty level. There are lots of boats, but your tour company works with you on the logistics of getting you from your boat to the sites. And we had our tour guide through the whole time, which was really fun. The other thing is that Egypt tourism and showing everyone these ancient temples and things is really important to their economy. So the person we have is super fun and also university educated on Egyptology so it's a, for for your audience, people will love this because they can answer all your questions. They know a lot about the site. They know a lot about the history of the country and the ancient world. So it was really an amazing experience with our tour guide. Mm-hmm. And you said that you have teenage and adult children. How how what's that? What are the ages of, of your kids? My kids are seventeen to twenty seven, and all but one were, was able to come. So. Okay, so did you had a teenager on this trip then? I did. Yep. Yeah. And what were they think? Was it was it like educational? Was it fun or did they get really bored? No, they thought it was amazing cuz the nice thing is you're not I mean they're as we I said we missed the museum day, but <laughs> but the stuff is so ridiculously amazing. Stuff that's coated in gold and you're walking around and you're stepping over a column that has fallen down and so it's it's you're still moving around and doing a lot of things while you're learning. So there's 
it doesn't get boring because you have to, well, let's walk over here and see this or let's climb up and see this obelisk that they started to make. And then you can see where it broke. So they just left it here. And I mean, it's a little bit adventurous, even though it's still sort of museum-y, ruiny. So they, they loved it. That's that's great. Yeah, I'm getting an idea. I'm I'm like picturing some of these things that that you're just describing. Yeah. And there's there's so much to look at that I think even kids a little we saw kids that were younger and it wasn't one of those places where kids looked bored and whatever there's just they're jumping around, they're going they're going and hiding behind a column or there there's just a lot to see and climb and and do. So, as you're cruising down the Nile, you what do you remember like where you started because you talked about where you ended yeah we started in luxor oh that's right in luxor and so so you would start so you would be on the cruise and then would you sort of like disembark like during the day and look at sites on land or how how does that usually work mostly we had one afternoon where we were on the boat and got to just cruise along and see farms on the side and and fishermen and people selling stuff from boats to you. But mostly daytime was was out looking at, at ruins and temples and then coming back and having dinner. And and they had some activities at night. There it's not like a big like entertainment at night thing, but we had we had New Year's, so we had a New Year's party. So there were some evening activities, but there was also some just rest time at night because we we're you get pretty tired running around all these places and climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good tired. Sounds like there was a lot of exercise involved. There was, there was, there was. You know, I wouldn't say that it's a like a handicap accessible type of trip. My we had someone on the trip who was having some hip issues. And so there were like we had to hoist her up into buggies that would take us to sites. And sometimes when the ground was really uneven, two of us would take her arms and then help her walk around. I can't imagine that it's that it's very good for wheelchair accessibility, but if you can walk pretty well, it's you can you can get around. Yeah. So you refer to like boats that are trying to sell you stuff. I recently saw like a video of this, and I was like, I have never seen anything like this before. Can you describe? What, tell tell me more about these boats that try to sell you stuff when you're cruising on the Nile. This was a super fun thing. They told us about it ahead of time so that we were ready. And they had tablecloths because obviously cotton is something that they do in Egypt and other kind of tapestries there. And so they would, they're, they come up to the side of the ship and you yell down, they show you things. And so they they're say, like in a boat, like someone, is it like a small boat or is it? Yes. Like- and they're holding onto the edge of your cruise ship, which is, those cruise ships aren't as big as what, you might picture they're a couple stories tall, but we're yelling down. We want to see the green one. And so they literally ball it up and toss it up onto the top of your ship. And then you stop and look at it and then you haggle for the price. And if it's too, if you're, it's too much, then you send it back down and you throw it back down. And then they say, wait, 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 maybe we'll take that price. And and then they throw it back and and then you and then they send you something to throw the money back down on. And I think at one point someone else went on a lower deck and handed them money because they were like, I don't want to throw the money. But it was a really funny, fun part of the experience. And in general markets, there are you're expected to haggle. So it's it's super uncomfortable for Americans <laughs> if you haven't done it. But it can be a very fun sport. 
Oh my goodness. I, I'm just like laughing because I, yeah, this brings back some memories of like when I was traveling in college and I went to China and like you, if you don't haggle, like you get this ridiculous price. Like it, although it still seems cheap to Americans, but it's yeah. like, they're just like laughing on the inside. Like, why wouldn't you? And then I remember when also another college trip, when I went to Mexico, like I was, I was like, this is a great chance for me to practice my Spanish, even though it's not great. And and, and it was like, I'm like, yeah, like I actually was having fun. And you could tell like the guy I was hanging with was he was trying to sell me a, a shawl. And then like, he was having fun doing it. He's laughing and like it's so I at the end of that, I'm like, oh, like this doesn't have to be stressful or just or uncomfortable or like awkward. Like I think these people are having fun with it. It's so great. Right. Dance then like a competition. I think we feel like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put you down and whatever. And it's not that it's more, like you said, more fun than that. Mm. So how did you get into that fun? Like, did you, did you have all of them or did you watch someone else? Haggle? <laughs> I did a little, <laughs> I still find it very uncomfortable, <laughs> but it was easy to do things like, well, you see something and you have a certain dollar bill in your in your wallet, Egyptian piasters, you're like, well, I have this many. Can you give me two for this? And they say, okay, okay. And Or you walk away. The hard part is when you, the, the thing that I find hard is when you walk away, that's also a haggling technique. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And you want to say, no, no, really. I, I am really walking away. I am. I I decided I don't want it <laughs> for real. <laughs> like they think they're they're they they're still like yelling the price at the lower. <laughs> yes. You know, we can do better. We can do better. No, no, I <laughs> I changed my I, mind. <laughs> I just think it's it's so interesting. I mean, you think of like that. I don't think anyone allowed that. If if it was like, I mean, I guess there's not any river cruises in the U.S., but it it, it must. Like, it's so interesting how that they allow that. Like it's almost, yeah, they're like, yep, there's going to be these other boats that's going to come try to sell your stuff. And this is, this is terrible. This is part of the marketplace, which like, you can never really picture that happening. Right. It was, your- it was very fun. And it's one of, actually, that, that the buying the tablecloths, throwing stuff up and down off the ship was, is one of our favorite memories of our whole group. So we really had a good time with that. That was very fun. <laughs> that's, that's great. Anything else that stood out during your careers? Egypt, they're still discovering things. They're still working on, you'll, you see, you'll see sites that are partially excavated. It's super just fun to see how it's just still going on. Yeah. So you saw, so while you were looking at the sites, you also saw some like active archaeology digs or sites. Yeah, Yeah. And we got to see just because we've grown up so much seeing Pictures of King Tut and his and his all his riches are get go they tour around. I think I saw those in Chicago when I was a kid, and we got to see his little mummy in the in the Valley of the King. So that was really cool. Wow! So that in its like original location. Yeah, yeah. What did that look like? I've never seen it before. Just shriveled up, and he was. and he wasn't a really big person either. So it's just like a shriveled up thing. But I just, you're like, well, there's King Tut. We saw him actually. When you think of his grand mask with the blue and the gold coming out and the array that comes off of his face. And then, and then, well, there, there he is. We all pass away. And if you don't, you know, if they make a mummy of you, you last. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's amazing. That's that's yeah. really amazing. Wow. Wow, this is this is great. So 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 it sounds like you do recommend this you, you recommend this to your friends and family to to go to Egypt, especially on the Nile cruise. Yes. And I definitely would say that one of the great things about the State Department website is you can look up a country and they'll tell you what's going on. There was a point, you know, in the mid 20 teens where my in-laws wanted to go and we looked it up and, I, and it wasn't safe to go. It was Cairo wasn't very safe for women travelers. And that, and they would spell that out. So that was at the time I said, I, we're not, we're not going now. You can go visit the relatives if you want. And that, but now when I looked it up for, to plan this trip, it was very well laid out. Like the Nile cruise areas are very well protected by the military and very safe. And there were some other tourist areas that were farther out where they said, do not recommend going at this time, not under control by the government and that kind of thing. But And Cairo was also considered safe in the same way that any big city there, watch out for pickpocketers and the usual things. But I think it was just super helpful to look it up and, and feel comfortable that we were going to safe places. Yeah. And and I agree. I mean, wherever I think of going, I do like to look up what the State Department website says. And they definitely update it. That's the the interesting thing is it's sort of like I I might have some idea of hey, this location. Maybe like when I was a kid, I heard some news story that, oh, yeah, like it's not safe there. But that's like old news, right? Like that's that's not reality anymore. So I think it's helpful to look at some updated sources that are updated, that are trusted sources to to plan plan your trip. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Any other things about Egypt, whether the food or any part of your trip that surprised you or that like you, you you didn't know about until you actually went? Most of the places we went, I had been before. So and I wouldn't say I had any real big surprises. The The one thing I would say to people is that there is a new museum opening that wasn't open yet. And they have so many antiquities that... In Cairo, this new museum is just going to be an amazing, amazing thing. It's a huge area and they're just building it so beautiful. And it's something coming soon. I'm not sure if they've opened it yet. They keep saying coming soon um, for many months. And that's what happens in developing nations. They'll tell us when it's open. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think that also happens in developed nations because I've been waiting for like certain airport lounges to open and it just is <laughs> for like indefinite amount of time. <laughs> oh, well, very point. cool. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sharing your, your fun travel stories and all these tips that you have from being a, a weight loss coach and, and your own experiences with travel and food. And I would love for you to share with our audience, how do people find you? Sure, sure. I'm at, my website is heatherawadmd.com. So you can find me there. My mom most of the socials with the same name. So I'm, I'm easy to find there too. And you and have then, a podcast. Oh, yes, you have a podcast. <laughs> yes, the Vibrant MD podcast, or you can look it up under my name. And it is about weight loss, women's health, and food. I love it. Fellow podcaster. And how many, what, how many episodes are you up to now? 75. Awesome. Wow. Uh, that's That's amazing. Many. Yeah, I don't know why, but I, I've known you, I, I think we met like last October. And and then one day on LinkedIn, I saw like 
a picture of you and a podcast cover. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that you had a podcast. How did I miss that? I love uh, it. What, and, and so, and you talk about weight loss in, in your podcast and eating. We do. We do. A, a lot of people, we talk a lot of nutrition stuff and ways to eat better when you're out in the world working and traveling and that kind of thing, because those are the things that are sometimes hard to find the information about. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you again for coming on. No, thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend and go on your favorite podcast app to give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us to get the word out there. Also, I am really excited to announce I've started a online Facebook community for physicians. Go and search for Dare to Dream Physician Travel. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you have trouble finding us, the link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you on the inside. 